Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at dcavirtual.com. Jack Tompkins is the owner of Pineapple Consulting Firm out of Charlotte, North Carolina. He helps you analyze and visualize your financial and marketing data in interactive charts, graphs, and dashboards so you don't have to deal with the annoying data gathering or manipulating of it. His goal is to help you grow profitably and efficiently by helping you not just know your numbers through and through, but also able to visualize them so quickly you get the full picture. I know this is an incredible thing that our business owner is going to want to hear about. Jack, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Denise. Really looking forward to this and always good to talk with you. Always a pleasure. So we want to start out, as I start out with most of my podcasts, just a little bit of interesting tidbit facts about you. So you're in Charlotte, North Carolina. I know they have an amazing brewery scene there. I used to live there. So tell me about it. Have you been to many? (laughs) You know, I try and try them all out. (laughs) (laughs) And what's your favorite one? Oh, my favorite one is probably Suffolk Punch. I live right next to it. It is in South End and they've got maybe 40, 50 beers on tap at any time. Is that right on South Boulevard? It is. Yep. Just off of it, technically. But okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I am not sure I've ever been there, to be honest with you. Okay. So I know when I go back to visit, I'm going to have some places to try. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a new one that sprouts up every day. So <laughs> I think and- there's 45 within Charlotte or something. Oh my goodness. And do you ever do business meetings at the, the breweries? I try and have business meetings there. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun. So um, we're going to go ahead and jump in. And But first, you almost had another career. Yeah. Back in the day, I always loved sports. And the one that kind of clicked the most was tennis for me. And it wasn't even offered. Well, we did have a high school team, but I went through like the private way. And I was pretty close to becoming a professional tennis player. It was just one of those things that worked well for me and and it was fun until it wasn't. And then I switched out, but uh, it was definitely a fun journey. And what made it not fun anymore? You know, <laughs> I'm a bit of a, of a perfectionist. And so when the shot gets hit just outside the line, as opposed to just touching the line and that literal inch difference, stuff like that, it just, it got to me too much to where I decided that I'll just play recreationally and have fun with it. There you go. So I I guess that precision probably lends really well to what you do now. Yes. Yeah. And and just tell our audience a little bit about what it is that you do. Absolutely. So you kind of nailed in the intro, Denise. I'm, I love data, right? So I'm I'm the data guy in a lot of my networking groups, and you don't often see that in small business worlds. So I try and help my clients be a little bit more data driven. And like you mentioned, it's it's often creating something like a dashboard or coming in as an analyst and kind of digging through the numbers for my clients so they can just focus on running their business, right? They can do whatever they went into business for because I guarantee you it's not digging through data. I'm happy to do that for them, make some dashboards for them so that they can actually see their performance um, and make decisions based off of it. Very cool. So you actually build the dashboards? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favorite pieces. It's kind of that creative lens with the analytical lens. So let me give you a hypothetical. I literally, well, it may not be a hypothetical. (laughs) I literally just had a client ask me 
if I knew of a program that could pull all of their analytics in. And some of the things they were pulling in, I was like, yeah, I know, you know, live plan will integrate with that. But they were looking at QuickBooks data, Google Analytics, but then they wanted data out of their event platform and then data out of constant contact. And there was he's there were several other places as well. It was it was a lot of different places. So would you be able to build something that pulls all of that in? Oh, absolutely. That's one of my favorite ones because it's very common, right? Every small business owner has QuickBooks and Google Analytics, but also got Calendly and fourteen other things that they do with mm-hmm. some sort of regularity. So pulling all of that into one place is something I absolutely love to do. And there's plenty of uh, like API connectors that grab the data automatically, so it can mm-hmm. go into the Excel's, Google Data Studios, and Tableau's of the world. Absolutely. And and I know those APIs are super important because as a business owner, the last thing you want to do is to have this little cheat sheet where you log all this stuff and then have to enter it into a spreadsheet, which I do some of that kind of old school. So having something that would actually pull in data automatically would be pretty incredible. So talk to me a little bit about the process about, you know, giving the theoretical hypothetical, actual situation that I just gave you. How would you go about talking to that client and getting this rolling? It's a great question, right? And again, there's there's so many different things that people want to see from so many different sources. Um, the conversation kind of starts off with, let's, let's focus on one at a time. And let's grab, if we start with QuickBooks, for example, because that's one that everybody knows, let's grab your KPIs from that, right? Your key performance indicators. So revenue, profit, labor rate, all that fun stuff, whatever it is for their specific business, we kind of get into that conversation and then that drives the rest of it. So if it's revenue is the main thing from QuickBooks, fantastic. Then we start talking about Google Analytics once we have the QuickBoards or the QuickBooks dashboard built. So for Google Analytics, we need something that feeds more or less directly into revenue. So maybe that's conversions off of your website or something like that. And then, great, so we've kind of got that thread now. And then from a constant contact, how many people converted via email campaigns or, or whatever it is like that. So it's a conversation that is based around those KPIs, what matters most to their business, and then how do we link that through all the different sources? And, and what do we really need to pull into it to make it uh, make sense for you and be actionable? And besides pulling all of that <clears throat> into there, do you go beyond that and help them figure out, you know, what does this mean? What is the correlation here between your event registration and what you're seeing on Google Analytics or your revenue even? Right. That's that's the clear next step. Yeah. Some business owners are happy just to see that all in one place. Um, and, you know, fairly data savvy, financial savvy folks we'll have a blast doing it and they'll like clicking through the interactive dashboards and stuff, but there's still a lot of folks and small business owners that uh, kind of like what we were saying, they just kind of want to stick to their thing. And it's great. This is all in one place. I can see it. It looks fantastic. What do I do with it now? And so that is a very, very logical next step that I also love getting to the actual analytics of it and kind of getting building to um, a decision or a recommendation. Okay, so you go that next step and make those correlations, do the reporting, and make recommendations. Absolutely, yes. Because I know me as a business owner, having all that data can be very overwhelming if I don't understand what it means or if I'm the one that's it's left up to to go in and say, okay, I think we need to do this because of this. I, I usually need a push in a direction. And then I can say, yeah, that sounds good or mm, maybe not. But 
So it sounds like you do all of this. Absolutely. And to your point, it's funny, needing that little push, very common, right? It happens all the time. And one of my slogans is, I'm not going to help. I'm not going to tell you how to run your business. I'll help you run it better. So at the end of the day, I can recommend everything under the sun. It's still your decision though. And that's, that's the partnership that I've really enjoyed. So what is your go-to as far as setting up these dashboards? Um, in terms of software, Excel, Microsoft Excel, honestly, is probably number one. A couple reasons behind that. One, pretty much any data source can get into Excel pretty easily. Everybody's familiar with Excel. Um, you have a whole realm of customizability within there. So believe it or not, that really is my number one. Um, and I've, I've been able to make some really cool things on that. And plenty of examples on my website and whatnot. And will um, the APIs work with Excel also? Some do. Okay. Um, some do, but oftentimes it is maybe like a two-minute process. Download the CSV file from whatever source, put it into Excel. Okay. Very good question, though. The API realm, obviously completely automated data. I guess maybe a little bit of background. The, an API, for the listeners who might not be familiar with it, is something that goes out there and from one source, which would be your dashboard in this case, goes out to whatever you're pulling from QuickBooks, Google Analytics, et cetera, grabs the data in an automated sense. You can refresh it daily, weekly. You can set it and just forget it. So in that world, web-based tools, Google Data Studio has been my number one of late. It is super, super affordable. It does a whole lot of um, a whole lot of different features that some of the higher end dashboarding tools have. Um, like if folks have heard of Tableau or Microsoft Power BI, um, it can do a whole lot of that stuff, but it's very affordable. It's very user-friendly, much like all of Google's things are. So and what was it, the name of that? Google? Google Data Studio. Google Data Studio. Okay, I'll make sure that's in our notes for the listeners. Yeah, it's um, it's a good one. And it's it has all that connectability functionality that's that you want in something that's web-based. So I, I've really enjoyed it. Okay. And give me some, give me an example of say, what's the most interesting data that you've worked on? And, you know, if you can talk to us about how you came up to conclusions without identifying the client, that would be great. Most interesting data I've worked on. Oh, all right. Here's one. This is a good one. So working with, you could call it just to give some sort of frame reference, kind of like a project management company. It's not exactly that, but they, you know, they have projects that they need to manage. And so there's a lot of employees, there's a lot of clients. Um, they wanted to get into the ROI or return on investment by client. And I thought that was a really, really cool idea. So they work and they have their manpower focused in one area. And it goes, you know, they, they love the work, everybody's happy, the client loves the business, but are they getting an appropriate rate? Do they need to charge more or less? Are they overcharging them? All those little things kind of compile into this ROI metric that we've been able to make. I've made it for a few different clients as well, but I think it lends a really, really interesting view into their data. Because you can get at pricing, you can get at employee hours, you can get at the overhead in your business. Think just like a marketing expense, is that really weighing you down? 
Um, it kind of ties all of that together into this one super KPI, if you will. Um, so that was, that was a pretty fun one to work with. And what type of suggestions did you make based on the data that you saw? Right. Sorry, I forgot that was the second part of the question. That's okay. <laughs> um, I, I get so excited with data. <laughs> um, so the recommendations were, it was kind of to even out the pricing. So they have they had one or two really big clients that handled the majority of their billings. And so the recommendation was, they're going to kind of be the drivers, but they're also your biggest clients. So if your ROI goal is whatever, just throwing out an example number, is 10%. Maybe you give your biggest clients a little bit of a discount and then the smaller clients, although they're smaller and it takes a bit more to kind of build up to uh, whatever goal ROI you have, um, you might be able to work with that pricing a little bit so that your biggest customers always happy getting what they may or may not realize is kind of a discount and the smaller customers can aspire to be that big customer and then earn the discount. That sounds fantastic. So it sounds like your advice was more along the lines of, hey, there's certain areas within this ROI where you have room for improvement. And it sounds like it was more around pricing. That's exactly right. Yep. That was the big thing. And do you find that you work mostly with financial data or does are there other things that you work with? Financial is number one for sure. Um, marketing data is number two. And that's, that's inclusive of the Google Analytics, uh, different email campaigns, things like that. And then third would be kind of operational data that I like to call. So think like time tracking by employee and things like that. Okay. Okay. So what is your sweet spot? I mean, what types of clients do you typically work with? And maybe what are your preferred ones to work with? Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool because everybody has data, right? So then I have to make that call to your point, Denise. Who do I actually want to work with out of all these people? Uh, I've loved working with other consultants. I, I think that's a really good relationship. Um, as a consultant myself, I know that when I run my business, it's okay. People are hiring me because I'm, you know, the expert in this particular field. It's almost hypocritical to not hire another consultant to be my marketing person, for example, because I'm not an expert there. So. A lot of the clients that I've had that have been consultants, we've kind of had that understanding and kind of cut through all the initial stuff that is that that might not happen in other clients. So that's that's been a very, very good relationship. So I love working with other consultants. And how did you get started in this field? What 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 kind of pushed you in here other than tennis not being it? <laughs> right. I know it's kind of a big jump from tennis to datas and dashboards. Totally fair question, right? Because not a whole lot of kids are growing up and saying, oh, I want to make something out of data. <laughs> um, <laughs> my corporate life, so I spent some time in the corporate world after after college, and I was an analyst in a few different capacities, but in all of those situations, I had to present to, you know, like my boss's boss's boss or the CFO of the division or whatever it was, somebody, somebody high up for, you know, a 22, 23-year-old presenting to. And the meeting may be half an hour, but my time was really like three or four minutes long. So I had to take all of the analysis that I put together and have them understand it within three to four minutes, including conversation time. So 
it kind of just naturally became, I have to make a dashboard so they can look at it, they can see it, and I don't even have to talk and they kind of get the picture. So from that, I've, I've just, I've loved that. And I always loved working with people, always wanted to be my own boss. So it's, I kind of paired those two things up and Pineapple Consulting Firm was born. Perfect. Now, Jack, how do our listeners get in touch with you after our podcast? I would say the best way is to just head to my website, pineapplecf.com, as in pineappleconsultingfirm.com. I've got all sorts of examples. I've got contact forms, some of my products, some of my services on there too. So um, that's, that's probably the best place to reach me. Perfect. I know that our listeners have found this valuable. Like you said, everybody has data, but knowing what to do with it is important. Right. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me on, Denise. This is an absolute blast. No problem. Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.